0: Than me
1: Ooh. everyone else has had more sex than me Ooh.
0: Hello friends welcome to I Don't sex Get It your pop culture get off my lawn cast wherein 2 open opid-minded mid-forties curmudgeons bravely stare down the not quite impending anymore having arrived prospect of their entertainment irrelevance. I am one of your two co-hosts. My name is Noah Tarno. I am founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. And I am joined, as always, by your other co-host,
1: Equally, curmudgeonly, and perhaps each day we trade off who's who's less relevant to to the, to the sphere. Yeah,
0: who is less relevant.
1: That's I could right. not tell you today, but my name is Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor and senior bookkeeper for something called American Caesar Enterprises, which NOAA, this week, is an investment banking brokerage which hires only douchebags who live in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, you know, uh,
0: this show makes an argument that he's not a douchebag, that right. the Greenwich, Connecticut guy is not a It literally says in a scene... You probably didn't get to yet because you didn't do your due diligence where someone says, oh, you're not as douchey as they thought you were. Anyway, we're getting that, off topic. That's real so crazy. What is, I, I hope somebody
1: says that about me someday.
0: You're not as douchey as they thought <laughs> yeah. you were. No one – I don't think anyone's said that to me in those words, but I've definitely heard people go, oh, I – not so much anymore, but I definitely had a bad habit for a while was I made a bad first impression and – uh but somehow I literally can like specifically name, I'm not going to five or six women I've met in my life who like thought I was didn't hate me when they first met me, but definitely thought I'm not their type of person. And I later won over. I mean, I can think of a couple really good friends, I can think of an ex-girlfriend uh you know it's just it was a bad habit of mine i made a douchey first impression and then you know later like oh maybe this guy isn't so bad
1: so well I, this happened, happened to me once movie. at the newspaper job i had in the in the early 2000s where i went and i i didn't realize i was talking to one of the salespeople and i just went on a rail about how salespeople are all weasels and their soulless <laughs> craven nightmare goblins which is factual which is factual, no, it's and, and it's like I, 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 I have I, several
0: lovely salespeople who work for me.
1: Maybe so. this this was okay, like in sorry. the first week of starting to work at this newspaper, and I'm just an idiot who's 26 years old, pop my mouth off, and I. Until, you know, we got back to the office, I'm sitting at my desk and she comes over with a stack of referendum, referrals, I should say, saying all the people who said it was pleasure to work with her. And my heart sank because I I said, (laughs) you know what? I just talked for fucking 30 minutes and I have no idea what I said and how much I ripped this woman's heart out. I'm like, what an asshole. That's me in North Carolina. Did you apologize? Did you apologize? I did. Because that's key, I find. I did. But it's like at that point. I've already, I've already tipped my cards that I'm a douchebag. And she wasn't She's not, – you're not wrong about it at that point. I was a douchebag. And it's like, you don't have to like me. Honestly, it's fine. That is not a bad reaction to have well, your I, correct.
0: I'll, but I want good people to like me. I mean, the bullshit is when I care what idiots think of me. But I want good, nice people to like me because, you know, you want to be in the nice person club. I yeah, mean, I,
1: I didn't realize that maybe. I could – whip i it was it was so there were no rules i think when you were in your 20s and i just didn't realize how sharp no the rhetoric rules. was you know what i'm saying and and, and it's like yeah. i hurt somebody's feelings without even meaning to and that's something that obviously i think you have to get a little older and realize look at people's face and actually read them to understand oh shit i just said something shitty and wasn't even to realize that i did say something yeah shitty.
0: you put your foot in your mouth yeah and that's what, yeah that's what kids do fuck it that's what people do yeah anyway yeah. Anyway. Well, as as always, we're we're off topic, but but let's get on topic. So on this show, we always talk about something that's hot, that's new, that's buzzy, that people are talking about. People are talking about this, which is part of the reason we're. This is our second week in a row we're doing a TV show. Bill, next week we got to do. Although you you not to not to preview, but you you came up with an intriguing idea for next week, but that's for next week. So we're looking at a TV program, a streaming television program called Sex Life. Sex. Slash life. Sex virgule life. Is that what the thing is called? The Virgule? It's an old fashioned term for a slash. Virgule. Okay. I might be pronouncing it wrong. V-A-R-G-U-L-E. Virgule. It's a not it's a tough word. Okay. Uh anyway. Sex Life is the story of Wilhelmina Billy Connolly, nay man, a well-off suburban housewife in Not, not, not to be
1: confused with the Scottish Billy Connolly from Head of the Class.
0: Oh, I didn't make that connection. That's yeah. right. That guy was huge. That guy was like the biggest star in
1: Scotland. He used to shop and at the same Garden of Eden on 14th Street. I bumped into really? him like oh, peppers lived all there? The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All I know is that when they put him on head of the class, he was like the biggest comedian in if not Scotland, the UK. Yeah. And it was real cool cuz once you lose Howard Hessman, like what hope do you have, right? <laughs> 80 sitcom references for you kids. Less the mess um, than Hessman, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so she's a well-off suburban housewife in Greenwich, Connecticut, mother of preschooler Hudson and infant Ellery. Yes, the child's name is Ellery Connolly. Oh
1: God, Jesus Christ! I,
0: I feel like that's like literally nobody noticed, like like it just never occurred to anyone until either after the show was done or I noticed it the other day. Ellery Connolly is the baby. Um, And Billy finds herself stuck in a rut in her relationship with her husband, who is investment banker Cooper, not so douchey investment banker Cooper. He works, you know, for an investment bank that invests in like green technology. So they kind of slap that on it. Um, And the rut uh, particularly regards her memories of her past sexual escapades in that city of New York. Uh, and it even more particularly regards the synapse blasting sexual connection she had with her ex boyfriend, a rakish music producer named Brad Simon. And as Billy revisits those escapades via sex scene festooned flashbacks, but also in the present day via emotional complications, dramatic shenanigans ensue. Uh, sex Life is based on the novel 44 Chapters about four men, which I have to guess is a reference to the really awesome song, 88 Lines About 44 Women, which otherwise has no relevance to the show. Uh, 44 Chapters About Four Men by B.B. Easton, and it was created for Netflix by Stacy Rukeyser, who is a veteran of many TV shows I've barely heard of. And the show stars uh, as Billy, Persian-American actress Sarah Shahi, previously best known to me, and I'm guessing to you, Bill, as Sonia, the Las Vegas hooker who did Peyote with Tony Soprano, and to be seen next year playing Isis in the Black Adam movie. Did you know that? Oh,
1: that I did not gonna... know. That makes yeah, sense. she's going to play a casting. DC Comics
0: superheroine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sex Life debuted on June 25th. All eight episodes dropped on that day. First season. I assume it's going to get a second season. And it is currently the second most popular show on Netflix. And it's attracted a particular amount of attention. For one specific moment, which happens approximately, if you've heard of the show, you've heard of this. It happens approximately 20 minutes into the third episode when the Brad character, as portrayed by Australian actor Adam Demos, is seen naked in all his full frontal glory. And let us not mince words here, kids. He is possessed of rather enormous genitalia. I mean, seriously, now I have something else to be neurotic about, Bill um and we're gonna talk about the show uh i just want to say before we do i'm gonna ask your opinion but despite the fact that the most talked about element of the show is a body part traditionally associated with men uh this is very clearly a show by women and for women uh i believe every episode is directed by a woman Maybe there's an exception. Uh, You pay more attention to that stuff than me, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, It's by women for women. So I find that I wish we had a female perspective joining our conversation today, Uh, but we don't. And in some respect, that's the nature of this podcast. So fair warning, possible mansplaining ahead. So, Bill, uh, I'm curious, how many episodes did you – I watched seven of the eight. How many did you watch – And what do you think of sex virgule life?
1: I watched two episodes plus one massive schlong scene. I did tune in. You skipped ahead to the schlong. I needed to see how big the guy's meat was. And uh, the internet was not lying about the size. Yeah, it's big. it's a, it's, it's, it's a gigantic, a gigantic schwanz. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: there has to be some reason they cast this guy because he's the worst fucking actor well I've ever also, seen you know that in my life. We'll
1: get Sarah, to that. Sarah Shahi left her husband so she could bone down with this guy. so she's, uh,
0: She is dating this guy. I didn't read confirmation whether she left her husband for him, but they met working on the show and she is recently divorced. So.
1: Yeah, well, you you can connect yeah. the two together. Yeah, you can, um, can, you yeah, you can know, connect like, a lot with that with that thing. I'll tell you can uh, you can connect, connect probably two ends of yeah, the tunnel can, or something. You know that uh, what is it in Genoa, Italy? That bridge that collapsed. This guy should yes. go over there and just start just, letting people just, drive side to yeah. side over the gorge.
0: This guy's Johnson can do the job. yeah.
1: Let me tell you, we have, I have a lot of uh, uh, long genitalia jokes. I could just riff on that all day long. <laughs> but uh, so, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Like, like Noah said, this is um, this is a uh, show. That was based on I assume the author of the source material was was, was female. The the creator, Stacey Rick is a female. Most of everybody who works on this, I mean, I'm sure that the guy who swings the boom and some of the craft services people, you got some men or male identifying people there. But the
0: the, the actors are the, the male parts are played by men. That yep. is true. Uh, and for the most part <laughs> Wouldn't you know, it be amazing if we learned that both of those guys are actually <laughs> drag queens
1: wouldn't that be yeah. weird be drag weird. kings then in that case yeah. it'd be based on yeah how how they're portrayed it'd be a little strange but um yeah it, it is the show is unusual in that it um i guess like you say it it features a lot of sex it it i don't think it's a a real knock on it to call it soft core because visually no, it references a lot of soft core type photography. Um, yeah. You know? And it, and
0: it is quite explicit for a television. Yeah. I mean, you see a whole bunch of titties. Mm-hmm. You see that penis. You see many male behinds. Right. There's a lot of thrusting. And the sex act is just yeah.
1: there. You know, that's not trying to yeah. collide mm-hmm. what happens between it, Yes. Two no,
0: events. not even close. The specificity is there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, even, you know, the things that, the rough stuff too, you know, they talk about she gets uh, the hand around the neck is one of these things that she uh, said you know,
0: fuck. That. I'm sorry. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, that bothered me, but we'll get to that. Go
1: ahead. But, but that like, there's a lot of things on this show that aren't really featured anywhere else. But you, at the same time, you know, Netflix is going in a little bit more on these shows. Um, Netflix has had a very sanitized uh, brand up until very, very recently where, you know, if the network was mostly known first for, like, um, Orange is the New Black and uh, – uh, what, was, what was the uh, – the Lilyhammer, whatever the early kind of stuff was, and then House of – House um, of Cards. House of, of cards. cards was the first big one. I mean, great, one Orange of is the mind. New Black had a lot of nudity, but that was that kind of, yeah. like, soap opera, Showtime nudity. Where it was, it was also – a.
0: it was more a comedy. Orange yeah. is the New Black was – yeah, this is not a comedy. Right,
1: right, and and but I mean, after that, there's a long, long stretch of like your Stranger Things and your Haunted House shows where you know they don't even say the word fuck, but one time an episode, keeping a self-imposed. Uh, level above above rated r you know like they were holding themselves to almost like a network tv standard or at least amc whatever amc or uh stars would do that's what they were doing so there wasn't really a lot of nudity you now there wasn't really profanity and they would use they would use shit but they wouldn't use fuck on the shows because again that was almost like that's the le- that's the rated r I- level I love the distinction between what well, we'll say shit, but we won't say fuck. Like, and that, but that, it's like they know that that's not that's completely arbitrary. But it's like that's how the the that's how the network standards and practices behave. So they decided to behave it too. But the thing is, like, this is the Wild West. You know, this is Dodge City, OK, Corral of streaming for a long time now. The rules are whatever the hell they want them to be, and we've had more or less a pretty generic level of censorship, self censorship from these big gigantic. You know, companies. Netflix has enough money. They are the Brad's penis of companies. They could, they could, they're big enough <laughs> to do whatever they want. And uh, you know, w- what I don't quite understand is why were they inhibiting themselves. So this, this is the beginning, I think, uh, uh, this movement of Netflix trending towards. Now they truly are trying to find content. Uh, you know they've been trying to hit every single demo along the way but now like there's, there's a, there was a series I think out of Ireland or Scotland or somewhere in the North UK called Normal People which was fairly graphic that was uh, a pretty it was I think that was a couple having a lot of sex and it was it, they held no you know there were no holes bars on that show either and you know there's no really- holes barred, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. So this this is, um, you know, them steering into this thing, this license they have to really feed the audience what they want and find new audiences who've been underserved so far. Uh, so, you know, I, I this was what Netflix was kind of designed for. This is what people looked at Netflix and saying, well, eventually, he, here's where we can get our stuff made that wouldn't have been made elsewhere. This is a different kind of gatekeeper is what I'm trying to say. Um, in the case of this show, uh, this show is absolutely terrible, though. The, the, the writing... And I'm really, really put off by uh, the the writing is is abysmally prosaic, you know. I'm not trying to shit on the concept of the show. What I'm shitting on is the execution. This is hard, hard, hard to listen to. I mean it, it is it is bad, bad, bad screenwriting. Yeah, the bad the dialogue. dialogue is quite purple, yes, uh, yes. It's so purple. I mean it was what did she yeah. say? I was electrified by our conversation. There was some line. Yeah. And I should I should yeah. point out you know, before I go any further that this show has the same Carrie Bradshaw voiceover that Sex in the City yeah. had twenty years uh, ago.
0: It's not as arch, it's a little more depressed and not as Right.
1: And the thing is yeah. this show not only does it have a voiceover, it's a nigh constant voiceover because this show Feels like a trailer. The, The scenes zip in and out. It barely takes the time to stop and have a scene. It's like you're watching a summary. Uh, like like a montage of what happened in the last episode, except it's the episode you're watching. It moves so quickly, <laughs> it never stops to, to linger on anything. And the camera is constantly doing this thing where it spins in a 360 degree circle, which is a Michael Bay trick. If two characters are talking, yeah. the camera slowly dollies around them to give this sense of, like, no, 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 something, pay attention, something is happening here. It's like nothing is happening. Two characters are talking about coffee, and the camera just swirls around them in this dolly truck uh, motion, which doesn't add anything to it. But it's like, then you have to listen to this voiceover, which is so purple. And I'll lay that. It's like, you know, how all those Carrie Bradshaw isms um, from Sex in the City were like, what was the most famous one? It was like, have I settled down or have I just settled? You know, this really stupid, <laughs> stupid. Like, that seems like a, a Somerset Mom compared to this level of writing. And that's what's, it's, it's fucking horrible. Thinking uh, that Sarah, Sarah Shahi had to look at these script pages, mark them up, come up in an interior life as an actor, which you take the work you want to give. I mean, you take the work given to you, you want to get paid the money, and it's your job to sort of inhabit some sort of life or make it stand up on its own. And, you know, she is arguably, I think, the most famous actor from this. She's got the biggest um, um, resume of all these people. So she's ab- absolutely right to be given a lead but it's like her heart must have sunk when she read some of this stuff because it's like this looks like a 13 year old's creative writing exercise it's so bad <laughs> so no matter what else happens there's a gigantic barrier to the audience or at least some members of the audience mm. where it's like how are you supposed to get past how something sounds if every character every character sounds like a george bush speech from 2005. you know it's <laughs> it's just really weak by the way and I'm, I want to say that, no, I, I hate you every single time. But this we go, we go to the, one of these Netflix shows. This is yet another example of Toro- Mississauga, Toronto playing New York City. Yeah, no, that bothered me. She's down on Ludlow
0: Street. That did not fucking look like Ludlow Street. She
1: went to the 18th Street subway station. You know, it's like, what are you doing? I just don't even understand anymore. It's like, Toronto does not look like New York. I get that you, what you do is you get a fucking giant slingshot. You send these Australian actors to Toronto. I bet you there's more people, there's more Australians right now in Toronto than there are Canadians. And they're also (laughs) in there waiting around in a huge corral, like sheep, trying to be (laughs) let out to one of these shows. Well, no, they're
0: they're measuring their penises is to see who who, who can who could fill the spark. You know, we if, don't care that you're a bad actor. We just
1: want to know the size of your cock. If you went to New South Wales right now, Noah, the only men yeah. left look like me and you and like Danny DeVito because all That's, the other guys yeah. were forcibly yeah. abducted at gunpoint and sent yeah. to Canada to star in shows in Vancouver and Toronto <laughs> right now.
0: Uh, okay, Bill, I, I think you're missing something. First of all, you've said you don't like the show, you don't like the dialogue, but there's an obvious thing
1: you haven't answered. What do you think of the sex scenes? Well, the, sec- the sex scenes are titillating. The sex scenes are very titillating, as they're intended okay. to be. I don't think there's any yeah. way—I mean, again, you know, I didn't mention it because it's—look, not that it's not impertinent to the discussion. But I. Well, th- but we're asking your opinion. I mean, even yes, though they're, yes, they're yes. aimed
0: at women, like, if you don't care about our fucking opinions on this, don't
1: listen to this show. You know. uh, but no, but I, I think that the sex scenes are very well done. Like most of these shows, in this kind of um, component, in this quotient rather, they have on staff uh, what are they called? Intimacy intimacy consultants? Intimacy not? coordinators. It, consultants. Which is which is I, essentially. I read an
0: interview with Adam Demos and he mentions that. Yeah. It's
1: essentially. You know what that is? That's essentially a stuntman. It's it's a stuntman. It's just you're not hitting people on wires. You're essentially saying how do you structure the bodies on camera for Mac and also right. to not trample on consent because we have, there's a whole list of actors over the years where the sex scenes. Stand on consent in the moment you know and that's that's what's good or
0: just the discomfort although i've read this fucking interview is like i i was really i had no compunction you know showing my penis on camera yeah because even if your cock was you know the size of a of a fucking you know dental pick uh he's he's got the body of a fucking god you know all the men do the other man cooper looks like when he's naked he looks like fucking dr manhattan so like oh "Oh, i wasn't I wasn't shy being naked on camera. Yeah, because you have a perfect body and, you know, a a giant, massive, you know, drain-clearing dick. Like, (laughs) oh, it's like, I'm the one you should praise for being full frontal naked. (laughs) You and me, Bill. and Danny DeVito. All the guys in New South Wales.
1: Anyway, so what what'd you think of it?
0: Well, this was an interesting one. At first, I pretty much was in line with you. I didn't care for it. The acting is just terrible. I mean, Sarah Shaw, he's okay, but Adam Demos is awful. He's terrible. He's fucking so
1: terrible. Bad. It's just ghastly. It's I mean, ghastly.
0: I was talking about this with a woman friend, and she's like, oh, he's very pretty. And, of course, she around to watch the the cock thing because she's you know she's a heterosexual woman, and she's feeling what she's feeling. Um, but he's so bad. Billy and I are inevitable. Like, come on. Uh, you know who's a really bad actor? That kid who plays Hudson. The pre- I, I'm sorry to dump on a preschooler but like even nice. a preschooler. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. There's a level of like acting skill and that kid is bad. Uh the characters really don't feel like clichés. There's um probably the fourth biggest character is Billy's best friend who is the very stereotypical, you know, take no shit black lady and you know all the all the flashbacks are to their wild sexual adventures in New York. Sasha is the character and Sasha still lives in New York and is still living the single life. And she's just a very, just really cliche and unlikable character. But, you know, part of the problem there is that actress sucks too. Um, I agree with you. The dialogue, purple, was the the adjective I came up with. Here's a quote that really stood out for me in the first episode. The stability and sanity that Cooper offered was a soothing balm to my spent scorched soul. Oh my God, it's fan fiction. It's fan fiction. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, And then the sex scenes, some of it feels... I mean titillating is the right word like I, I wasn't excited by the shit but you know it's aimed at women it's not aimed at me um so but it it feels simplistic in its risqueness right like so many of the risque sex scenes are based on public sex you know having sex in a public we might get caught which seems to me a real cliched view of like what what is risque? Yeah, right?
1: it's, yeah it is. It's a, like um, a 101 type. New uh, Yeah, record. it's just very
0: obvious. I remember once reading, don't ask me why, reading a website, a message board for housewives. And the big question, well, I was bored and I was horny. The question was, um, what's the naughtiest thing you and your husband have done? And it was hilarious. Like 25% of the responses were, uh, I, I, my husband and I are very boring. I'm so embarrassed. We must be the most boring people. 25% were my husband and I have done everything a man and a woman could do to each other. I'm not going to say anything. You're going to think we're perverts. And 50% were roadhead, which is just such a cliche, sexy thing to do. Suck yeah. my husband's dick while he's driving his yeah. car. right? So that bothered me. You mentioned the choking thing. There's a conversation about, oh, you should be choked. Which really touched a nerve with me because I'm sorry to kink shame, but I don't know. I think choking is, I mean, if you do it, I'm sure there are ways to do it safely, but it just doesn't sound, I got pro, I got problems with that concept, but whatever. Uh, and the individual beats of the show are predictable. I could always, not always, but often see what would happen next. But it's a soap opera. It's fantasy. You sent me that article from the Sydney Morning Herald, and I thought it missed the point. Entirely, of course, this shit's unrealistic. Of course, sex in a pool is awkward and not this wild romance that they make. You know, her first first time she has sex with Brad, it's in a pool. Like, it's a fucking fantasy, man. Like, you know, people can't fly and have x-ray vision either. It's a fucking fantasy. And I got to be honest with you, Bill, the show grew on me. I made it through seven episodes and I'm going to watch the eighth episode, even though the seventh episode really let me down because it grew on me. There the, it it develops an interpersonal dynamic that I found very messy and appealing. Um there's a lot that does despite being a fantasy, a lot that does feel real. The ennui of routine, the nostalgia for what's lost, uh the ability of sex to overpower other desires. She she keeps saying like eighty five percent of my marriage to Cooper is
1: perfect. But fifteen percent the sex is not. Everything and you're saying fifteen percent it makes perfect almost, se- it makes perfect sense. Right, but the problem totally. is... It, it it just didn't do any of those things well. It's like you can have the fantasy. Uh, uh, you have to fucking do the soap opera. Those things can be done well. This just didn't do them well. I love all well, those ideas. Those are great ideas. Okay, There there was a
0: litmus test for me, and the litmus test was I kept watching, and I ended up caring about these characters. One, I talked about the messy interpersonal dynamic. One of the things I like is Sasha, the friend, sides with Cooper, the husband. So Sasha says to Billy, like, you got to let go of Brad. Like, I really like that, that she... She, she, she doesn't side well, the she, girl power She's thing. also hitting it too, you know? Well, but she's a complicated person yeah. as well, uh, right? Okay. She yeah, does yeah, things yeah, she yeah. knows are wrong and she she's angry at herself for doing, but she does them anyway because that's what human beings do. And while the sex scenes didn't work for me, this is something very important here. The sex, this is for women by women. The sex scenes center female pleasure. Yes. Every guy I might I literally can't think of an exception every guy who's seen doing anything sexual is shown going down on a woman this show doesn't pass the Bechdel test but it's not supposed to and while the sex scenes don't work for me I imagine they work for straight women in a fantasy but believable way
1: there was a time in my life when I felt free and the world was full of possibilities especially him uh, Noah, continuing on, tell me why sex uh, a tilde life yeah, is. That's not a tilde. It's not a tilde. Right, sex a goo life is uh, <laughs> uh, popular.
0: Se- sex thumbs up. Sex eggplant emoji. Sex,
1: yeah, sex euro sign life is uh, <laughs> pound,
0: pound sterling
1: sign pound, life. Pound, pound sterling. Yeah. No, there's got to be weirder images out there. Zap-ding, the other day I was up
0: bat no no, no. bats yes um why is it popular it's soapy and soap operas have a real power to you know be a, a escapist fantasy um and I think they're relatable I think this is relatable I said before like there's something that feels real about it, about the omni, about the desire about the doing things you know you shouldn't do but doing them anyway because we are flawed human beings. And I like the I, I, I like, but I but I find what's relatable is the the bizarre juxtaposition of the super sexy female focused fantasy. You know, she's fucking him, in the flashback. She's fucking him in the swimming pool. He's he's fingering her in the elevator. It's these hot, unreal sex scenes, and it cuts to the present day where she's fucking her husband in the car. Oh, your foot out! And there's a great scene where she um they're the same scene. They're fucking in the car, and you know she's got an infant. She squirts breast milk in his face. And I tell you, having never had sex with a lactating woman, uh, that never occurred to me before. But as soon as I see it, I'm like, wow, that has to be something that happens. And it's not sexy, and it's not gauzy fantasy, but it has to be. I mean, other things that definitely do happen from my experience. And, um, you know, it feels like it really ties in the gauzy, impealing fantasy with this relatable day-to-day... You know, striking nerve if I can feel it. There's another, on on that tip, something very specific I I appreciate about the show is even though she's she's living this crazy life focused on emotion and sex and her desires and her thoughts, um, you know, she has the infant, she has the toddler, not toddler, preschooler, and they never forget about the kids. I mean, sometimes it's lip service like oh, I need to get a babysitter but remember, that was a big criticism we had of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is that she's out there in stand-up clubs and her kids were an afterthought. One of my favorite TV shows ever, Breaking Bad, like, I kept going, what the fuck happened to the baby? They have a baby during the show. Yeah, yeah. And the baby is, like, forgotten about. And they never mention (laughs) um, uh, babysitters. So I just feel like, you know, the show, for all its crazy sexual unrealisticness, as the Sydney Morning Herald guy might say, like, it's relatable. It's tied in with the real world, and, and I think that's a very savvy kind of giving people a fantasy that that digs its roots into into the into the real lives of the women watching this, the people watching this. But you know, let's put a fine point on it: the women watching this. So I I think it it's it it cleverly and in a very savvy way you know relates to people. Or, make, or makes it relatable. That's an awkward way yeah, to say, I say it. I mean. Yeah, I don't
1: think I, the relatable part doesn't really strike me. Um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I, not saying it's not there. I just don't see it. But I, I mean, I think to me it seems pretty simple that much. You know, each Netflix show, I'm sure somewhere um, in uh, uh, Reed Hastings' office or Ted Sarandos, who's ever in charge of this, they got a big dry erase board. And they get little boxes set up. And each show probably has like one color associated with it. You know, and it's like they have to get a texture. But each show has to have one thing. And that's essentially why that show was made. Um, it's a freight. You know, like they're freighting a, uh, a thing inside Stranger Things. They're freighting those haunted house shows that Mike Sullivan does. They're freighting um, House of Cards. You know, they each essentially follow uh, one spoonful of something you're delivering to the audience's mouth. Um, you know, also, you know that Netflix still does, or they do a billion like reality dating shows that we know nothing about. Like Janice is watching yeah. these things and she's like, I can't stop it. I just see her, like, next episode, next episode, next episode. I'm like, yeah, what are you watching yeah. shows? I don't even know what I'm watching. I just keep hitting next episode. <laughs> but, I mean... It's like,
0: it's 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 the Ruffles potato chips of TV shows. It you is. just it you is. shove them into your face. You
1: just keep fucking piling the stuff. Unthinkingly. And you're, you, 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 yeah. never, you never feel full if it's just Ruffles. Yeah. Just keep eating. Yeah. But, I mean, it's I think that this show, this show, the, what, the, what it's freighting with is the sexual imagery. I think it's all in. It, look, it is definitely all in on sex. It's from the point of the female gaze, which... Is yeah. not ridiculous of us to say, but it's ridiculous that there's still so little filmed entertainment about this that's non-pornographic in 2021. And the fact that these gigantic streaming megaliths, your your, your uh, Netflix, Netflix-azons of the world aren't devoting more time to this because it's like people mm-hmm. obviously have this... Uh, you know, this lascivious need to watch other people. In some, all the different forms of sex, I'm saying, aren't certainly represented now. There's a lot of boobies. Actually, that's not true. There aren't nearly as many boobies available as there were when we were a kid we used to find the boobies because that's what we're looking for and we were looking yeah
0: but there was the booby hunt that every kid did yeah and now it's different because any kid can dial up porn, which i think is a big problem but
1: it's it's a huge problem but it's what i'm saying is our entertainment has completely obviated the boobies and the wieners because that is off to a precinct you don't even have to acknowledge it anywhere because that need is being served elsewhere so movies to generally movies and tv shows don't even grapple with sex at all. Like the Marvel movies are completely sanitized, right? There, there was somebody. Somebody said there are these beautiful bodies, but you know, people. There's the the, the lip service of romance, but essentially, what you're looking are, are smooth groined Ken dolls and Barbie dolls, where they actually don't. Yeah, do pretty anything, much. You know. Yeah. Even the comics sometimes have more sex than the movies, but whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. There was but, that
0: comic that famous scene where Luke Cage, and was it Jessica Jones? Yeah, have
1: like back door. Yeah. Yeah, they had people, very clearly anal sex, and, and people, yeah. people people went crazy over that. But I mean, this yeah. this look, the creatives are female on the show. The story is all about Billy and 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 her her pleasure. Um, and tangent to that, Noah, like you say, the males in this show are uh, they're like they're almost like uh, they're mannequins. You know, I mean, whatever you can say about their mm, acting, I don't like,
0: think they are. I think the show works very hard. To no, get but them personality, their bodies, work, their but.
1: bodies are mannequins. Their bodies well, are men's these health. These are
0: very. Very, be- I mean, Cooper isn't, his schlong isn't shown, but my God, literally. Yeah. These he looks like Dr. The, these he are so maximal, fucking sculpted. Maximal visual
1: yeah. enjoyment. These oh guys are the apotheosis of that particular male yeah. form, right? It, it, it's yeah. not realistic, but it is if if you're, if you're going to be around naked on camera, we might agree that this is probably what you should look like. You probably shouldn't look like James Gandolfini. You should probably look like this. Not to say there isn't a role for James Gandolfini running around with his ass out, but this is probably what more people want to see because it's idealized. Whether it's the black body or the white body, everybody is always, you know, in an income level of their abs. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, so it's it, and I think it, it 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 I'm going to bring it up again. I'm going to bring up what you, what you said again, because I think this point is very important. The idea that they're showing oral sex on women, because that is still much like the dong, which is still, you know, every now and then you can slip a dong in a show and it becomes a firestorm. But it's like showing showing congolongas is still one of these things that TV shows and movies like God forbid, I mean, and that honestly, even the way they shoot it is still just visually obscure. There's just a head in a groin, nothing. Well, but
0: they, there, there's a couple scenes with fellatio, and it's the same thing. Right, mean, right, You right, see right. the woman's head
1: moving back and yeah. forth,
0: but you don't see penises in those
1: scenes. No, you know, no, no. no. It's, it's but it's like it, right, but we've seen the, the we've seen the portrayal, the filmed. say again, the head on the man's groin is is we've seen that in movies for sixty years, yeah, going back to whatever Midnight uh, Cowboy. Really, sixty years? Maybe twenty. Midnight Cowboy. That's, go back to the fifty, the late sixties when people. Started showing portrayed. It was sex. that
0: I haven't seen Midnight Cowboy in years, but it was that explicit. Uh, you somewhat. see a head bob. You see a woman's head bobbing up and down. I really? think it was.
1: I think it was a guy. But uh, anyway. But it's not the point. Oh right. Okay. But okay. my All point right. is but that so- that still, for some reason, is a, is is like the the you know the ninth covenant. It's the forbidden subject, and this show is not even being self conscious about it, which is a beautiful thing to see.
0: You can't keep him like that, sweetheart. You have to let him go.
1: It's a girl.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. But.
1: But still. And she's mine. I love her. I know, sweetheart, but she can't breathe in there. And she's going to die if you don't let her out. Maybe
0: we should change this question for this week. Usually at this point we say, would you have liked this more if you were, you know, because we, we always assume our topics are for younger people than us. Would you have liked this more if, it, if you were in your 20s now? But, but maybe we can, we can alter that question a little for this and say, would you like this more if you were female? If you were a woman, if you were female-identifying,
1: ah, uh, that's, what, that's what have such you. a hard qu- I, You know what? I don't think I can. You know, test it's that always too. a hard question. It is, but that's a harder question. I can't possibly. That's like asking me, would I be, a, you know, a mini-skirt kind of person, or would I be slacks? I, I, I
0: don't think that's a weird question to ask. I actually think about that quite a bit. Like. How would I feel about this if I were a woman? Yeah, what, I, what kind of person would I be if I were? A woman? It's a lived-in. I, I don't want to name names, but I have a female friend who I've always thought like, that's what I'd be like if I were a woman. Sure,
1: but I mean, it, that's a lived-in experience. I honestly, I have no answer for. It, so, but I mean, I, I. Well,
0: there's no way you're going to have a definitive answer, but what's wrong with musing about it? It's the whole fucking point of this question. Sure. When we talk
1: about age. But I, I, th- I think it's, it's more valuable. It's like what I've, hmm. what I've liked this as a kid, as me, and All it's right, like, fine. And, and this. Goes Shoot to, down my idea, Bill. Shoot it down. Maybe a good idea, but another <laughs> co-host will answer that someday. Okay. So I right. know I I think that uh yeah, definitely I would have liked this show um I would have liked this show, yes, a whole lot more. First of all, because at one point I was 13 and this dialogue didn't sound tiniered to me. You know, that was most of the a lot of the movies we watched were completely tiniered and ridiculous and purple. That was not a barrier to entry. It's a barrier to entry to an adult. Who has something more than an associate's degree you know that's the problem but when you're a kid look this is this it's it's i'm speaking about the show's titillation right this is naughty performative so, so, i was gonna say gratuitous but it's not that's the old word we would use when we were kids we looked for gratuitous nudity you know we looked for Be- uh, rebecca de mornay in risky business we looked for uh kate uh kate um uh, uh, in in Fast Bonds at Ridgemont High, you know, when she takes off her bikini, like those things, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Sorry, yeah.
0: Oh my God, that scene.
1: these things are these are legendary. People people mark the day by you know how you have yeah. graduated to different levels of sexuality. You know what
0: we? You know what our generation remembers, kids? Rewinding the VHS tape and trying to get the freeze frame at the exact moment. When you could see, like, a glimpse of pubic
1: hair or something like yeah, that. Something that's how desperate we were. Completely work. ridiculous. You know, and it's like yeah, – but I, I yeah. think that – going back to, again, you you coined that – you, you use the term litmus test. You employed it. I think that there is a litmus test to this to say, well, how good is the sexuality? And that's – I think that the thing is this, this show uh, is best and is most useful – as a thing to give human sexuality to you, especially female uh, uh, accented, female inflected sexuality. As a kid, I don't know it either way. I just see the naked body parts. I just see something arousing, um, you know. And it's and, and listen to this too, right? I was thinking about Netflix recently going uh, to this idea that they're getting more risque content. Is a change of model for them, but what it also does is that. Parents used to just think, my kids could watch Netflix and I don't need a child. You can put the age guard on it, the age gate or whatever. But people haven't right. really had to do that. Um, they just, oh, yeah, go ahead. Run around on Netflix. What are you going to see? Tiger King? I mean, what's the worst you could see? Generally, if— I'd rather
0: my kid watch this than Tiger King.
1: <laughs> but it's like now, kids have— a, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is bad or anything like that. I'm just saying kids— have another uh, avenue to find this stuff if they're looking to graduate sexually. Uh, you know, there's another way to find this stuff. If Let's say the internet is, is embargoed to you. Let's say there are all these different things. You can find saucy, saucy stuff on Netflix. That's what we're seeing now, you know what I mean?
0: Uh, all right, so I will answer this question. Sorry, I didn't mean to pressure you there. Um, I think if I were a woman, I would be all over this because I would find it hot. Uh, and, you know, I'm only human. Um, If I were younger, I I don't see how this would connect with me. I mean, maybe I wouldn't find the, the dialogue so ridiculous, but it wouldn't have appealed to me in any way. Like, even if I found it acceptable, I wouldn't have found it interesting. Uh, because I had no appreciation, even though I I haven't been in a sexless marriage and haven't had children of my own, I had no appreciation for that. I have more appreciation for that life now because I know so many people who have or I pay attention to people who have. Um, the one example I could think of why I would like this show more if I were younger is I think, you know, there's a lot of buzz online about the big penis and a lot of memes, not memes, but like y- you can read on BuzzFeed like entire article of funny... Twitter reactions to, at 20 minutes, it's episode three, and, like, a picture of someone's eyes wide, whatever. (laughs) I think I might have found that more amusing simply because I just find, I I I'm not ragging on the show for showing that giant dick. I just think it's such a cliche that people are like, oh, my God, a giant dick. Like, I just find that humor to be so, like, what a a seven-year-old finds funny. The problem is Cooper Uh, Connolly is married to me. And before I met him, I'd been contorted into at least 73% of the positions in the Kama Sutra. As should we all.
1: Noah, tell me about the apocalypse. Uh, read the tea leaves and tell me, is there a yes. sign of the end of the world in this TV
0: show? I—I <laughs> uh, I, At first I said, of course not. But then later I, I thought <laughs> a possibility. <laughs> uh, you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> I did read one, one, I'm going to contradict myself, one funny reaction out there. This woman saying, you know, after my husband and I watched that scene with the giant penis, I told him, you know, in my experience, his dick wasn't really that big. <laughs> Just to torture <laughs> him a <little. laughs> Just to make him feel like, you know, and I, I, that spoke to me because I did read one thing that said, he has a relatively large penis. I'm like, relatively shit, man. Again, Re- I relative, saying,
1: relative to what? The Great Pyramid yes. of Giza? I know, like,
0: I have something else to be neurotic about. Um, So, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I, So I guess it could be apocalypse if it gives... But, but more to a point, I imagine people looking at this and thinking, oh, my God, I didn't have these adventures when I was in my 20s. You know, I've only had sex with three people in my life. I've only had sex with five people in my life. You know, I never did boyfriend swapping. I never had sex in a, in a, you know, the, the service elevator. I never did this. I never did that. Uh, you know, half the guys I went out with wouldn't go down on me, whatever. So like, I imagine a scenario where, even though it's fantasy, where people don't realize it's fantasy and they see this and they feel like, oh my God, my life sucks. Yeah, no, people can't read images,
1: man. You're absolutely right.
0: right. Right. And my, my husband, even though I'm dissatisfied with my relationship, my husband doesn't look like fucking, you know, Michelangelo's David. And all of these, and his hair is always perfect. Like, I could see, I mean, this is a problem of all fantasy, but I could see people looking at this and relating to it too much and feeling like my life is insufficient because I have never even approached this level of fantasy. I don't, I mean, the common thing why women torture themselves, I don't look like Sarah Shahi. Like of course you don't look like Sarah Shahi. She's fucking a model, or she was. She was a cheer. She was an NFL cheerleader, um, and she got to fuck that stud Tony Soprano. Uh, I
1: I think that I'm going to go back to this Netflix uh, uh, horse that I keep beating to death here. Every time we talk about one of these series, where I think some. I mean, recently, what what did we we had um, uh, Bridgerton? Uh, did we? That was the most recent one of these. Ginny and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia, Georgia right. and Ginny.
0: What was it called? Georgia and
1: Ginny and and Iowa, Juice, Virginia and Iowa, the caucuses. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But right. th- these shows on Netflix have it. They, they they have a disastrously low like reading comprehension level. I mean, it's just like the <laughs> the, 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 the the grade level. What it requires of the, of the viewer is so insulting. <laughs> In such a in such a terrible way, you know, but like that, I.
0: But but it's but Bill, you don't think that you think it's worse now than like television in the '60s?
1: Definitely. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean,
0: was there a single intelligent show on TV in the '60s other than The Twilight Zone? The American. Have you watched Gilligan's Ameri- Island? American, Have you watched
1: I Dream of Genie? No, the American. The shows were made for, the for some moronic
0: swamp dwellers the
1: reading comprehension level of your average american was higher than the people who were watching tv maybe it yeah. was but television wasn't no that's TV not true TV didn't ask more of people. some of them were like and i think the twilight zone people spoke. twilight zone and meet the press that's it the style of writing Ah, uh, there's more than that there was all those teleplays rod serling was writing patty chasky was yeah. writing that was okay, a lot fly. of just, that was a lot everything
0: of just, rod serling did that's it
1: Patty Chayosky. And meet the press i 'm just saying a lot of great guys. Larry gelbart, all these guys came out of TV and they elevated it with incredible writing in the '60s and 70s It was a golden age for those things before the '80s plunged it back into bullshit but i mean this 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 is like scraping that scraping that barrel until it 's until it 's blonde wood you know you 're getting rid of every single imperfection there and it 's like that's not good. I mean, I don't know. how I can't give you a gauge of how popular this show is, right? I can't give you a show because Netflix never released their numbers. You can just talk about the buzz that we see. It's like the after effect. You see the crater around the show. People talk about it. And for how long they talk about it and what they're talking about is the, an ad. The it.
0: ripples beyond Exactly.
1: It. It's the aspect of this. So I don't know. This isn't affecting people's reading levels. But I think that when you, consider, when you continually give them just lousy, badly written stuff... You know, I, I the other day I watched a couple of David Mamet movies, right? And I remembered, oh shit, this is what it's like when people who know how to write wrote in the entertainment. Something that was that was clip it. it was great. It was directed really well. It was great entertainment for the masses. And it sounds like a motherfucker. It's great. People used to write TV to hear the sound of the language. Now the language is just there to exposit things that are already happening on the screen at the same time. And and the way the, the, the way in which it's exposited. Is terrible. It is just but, like. But there are exceptions to that. I mean, we not talked about. Not today there aren't. You know, not today there aren't. Not on Netflix there isn't. Key there and is no Peel good writing. And
0: Black Mirror and, and uh, uh, Bo Burnham. I Those mean, it's out there. Exceptions.
1: You're about three things. The rest of it is uh, garbage. Well, it's but fucking I don't trash. think that
0: percentage was any different on television ever.
1: Ever. Uh, I mean, the, with the fire hoses stuff, it's so hard to find the good stuff. It's more like you're gonna find mm. this. Is a problem. Oh, by the way, and two, two I, I, more I, things. But wait, before we trans- transfer out of here, two more things: is so that this show we didn't mention this. This show was absolutely humorless. Not that that's necessarily. Uh, there something. aren't a lot of jokes. Yeah, it, that's is, true. it is very dry. For some reason, for a show about sex, there's 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 no acknowledgement of ridiculousness. Everything is is. To, well, this I, that's type.
0: not true. But that's not true. There's an iconic the 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 little shot. You know how Netflix, when you click on a show, there's one shot. Is this funny moment where she's in a, she's made up. She's in this beautiful dress. She's about to go out, and she has breast pumps attached to her boobs. And I don't that's know. That, I guess it's guess the in the dress. Visual gag. Yeah, but I mean, it's like it's she, a visual gag. But there's there is the acknowledgement of the ridiculousness of sex. She looks like the sex queen, one, and she's
1: pumping breasts. One acknowledgement. This shows. And
0: is- then they're in the car trying to fuck. And her foot gets caught in a gear shift, and she squirts breast milk into his face. They are finding the humor in real life. Uh, I don't know. Small amounts, I grant you, but they are finding.
1: And it. and I'll conclude by saying this show is more upper class porn. Yes, and it's like well, there's wanna, that. You want to talk there. about? It, 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 yeah. per, per, there's and, no poverty on this show. No, there's no poverty on Netflix. There's no, no poor poverty on anywhere show. on Netflix, other than Orange Is yeah. New Black. They're just showing wealthy people, it, 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 TV televised stuff, movies and TV. This is this is a fucking sign of the apocalypse. Begins at the middle class and only goes up. Put your hand on my head again. I'll bite the whole thing off.
0: <laughs> Bill, <laughs> what about this show engenders jealousy in your in your shriveled, cold, 46-year-old
1: soul? I'm glad you said soul after shriveled and cold. By the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I could. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Speaking um, of which, I think that's uh, jealousy of this show yeah. and shriveled. Nah, no, no, that's that's you know what? I, I wish I wish I could just um, I go back to the kid thing again, right? Thinking about the show as a kid, and 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 you know, there's something very simple about discovering, you know, boobies and and, and bikinis and and hot dog the movie and stuff like that. Like that's kind of a golden <laughs> age of simplicity. Oh my god, it's great. Yeah. Nothing and nothing felt as good at when when I was 12 years old or so as as seeing you know s- sneaking in nudity on HBO in like '86 or '87. That stuff was great. And I never, I've never lost kind of, tra- I've never lost touch with that particular age of wonder. There's something to that. I'm not saying I'm making it sound a little golden and a little auburn colored. It's not quite that today, but um, I do wish I could watch a show with the expressed. Um Mission that this this show is giving you a sex fantasy from end to end, and and you know the show is built around being able to show you a lot of uh, what they what they hope is heart stopping sex scenes, and they do a very good job at that too. I wish that I was innocent enough, or at least it wasn't occluded with all these details where I could just watch a show about wieners and boobies without clawing my eyes out or poking my ears with chopsticks, you know, just trying to drown out the sound of their voices, you know. And it, in in a, in a certain well, way, I almost feel like for me, there's
0: there's pornography, Bill. There is porn- pornography, um, but it's. Not- on the internet watched, it does exist my I watched friend
1: this, but it's like, I think Netflix ruined a little bit of a good thing by just having so little quality control over their stuff but that's, that's about it that's about all I can punch into for jealousy in this one
0: uh, well yeah I mean I'm only human so <laughs> that penis holy shit uh, but I think yeah a little jealousy of the apocalypse thing I mentioned like this idea that, that other people's lives I mean I wouldn't want Billy's life I mean my god she really makes this hard on herself. Like, just fucking communicate with your husband.
1: Uh, this is one of those Roger Ebert things where it's like, if your movie falls apart with a single phone call, then yeah. you don't have a story. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's kind of it. Uh, my the the woman who opinion I drew from this, she just said, if she just had a fucking password on her computer, because he reads. Basically, yeah. it all blows That's up. It. When he reads one, yeah, one. She one, starts yeah. a sex journal talking about Brad and her husband reads it. And if she just had a password on her computer, the problem would be solved. I. I I argued that, like, I actually think they have underlying issues anyway. And the fact that he read a journal while well, he shouldn't have done that, you could argue that's the key because it, it, it opens up the wound and now they need to solve it. And they just refuse to solve it in a yeah. constructive way. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the unrealisticness of the show. But, yeah, I just think there there's that problem. So I, I don't want her life, but... <laughs> there are elements of her past. I wouldn't mind, you know, sure, yeah. I and mean, why not? A pinball I mean, machine I mean, or two to I'm, be on top of. Yeah, there's that.
1: There's that. <laughs> that <was laughs> so
0: I like that scene. And I like, um, but again, centering the female experience. This is Sasha. She's, she's going down on this guy who they just saw perform in concert. And she's going down on him and he grabs her head. He, she's starting to, he like grabs the back of her head and she backs up. And she like says, you, you touch my head again and I'll bite it off. And instead of him going, fucking bitch, you're going, oh, okay, he goes, you know, I love that you you have a backbone. Like, 100%, woman, you're in charge, you know? And I like that. It, it yeah, that, seems that, that, very that honest was not, and open and a, was a guy who a appreciates reason. a woman's yeah. sexual power. And that is, you know, again, felt real and felt affirming to me. So I keep praising the show. Like, I got to admit the show grew on me. I liked it. Uh, but I'm I, I don't know. I'm, I like. I like how the podcast
1: say. audience has two very different, well, yeah, somewhat different opinions on the thing because I didn't expect to to have this sort of conversation. But anyway, let's pivot to our last segment, Noah, the uh, snoopy uh, onion do- scale of all the yes. dogs and who Charles fly Schultz, a, uh, yes. a doghouse in yeah. World War One. Um, how yes. would you rate this on the X Y Z axis of all these topics? Yeah.
0: Uh, was it so? What was the fantasy there? Is that Snoopy imagined he was. The Red Baron? He no. was fighting yeah. for Germany?
1: Like, he, no, he was I fighting really against the Red Baron. I think if, you, if the song, if the Christmas oh, song has is any basis. Oh, I,
0: Snoopy it was Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was Snoopy's fantasy. It wasn't shared by Charlie Brown or any of the other Peanuts kids, right? So was Snoopy have this recurring fantasy that his doghouse was a plane and he was fighting against Baron von Richthofen, Richthofen. The, Richthofen. Yeah. the pizza maker guy. Okay. Uh I would uh I kinda I'm gonna reference a couple other recent topics. I thought about just referencing Netflix shows, but I'm not limited by that. So recent things that I thought not for me, but not bad. Uh, I thought of uh, Ginny and Georgia, which was a Netflix show, and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, WWE superstar, Bad Bunny, slash Puerto Rican rapper. And I'm gonna say exactly, it's the average of those two. Okay,
1: that's good. All right,
0: the yeah. average of those two with. What's a really sexual topic we've looked at before? This has got to be the, 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 the dirtiest topic in terms of sex we've looked at, right?
1: Well, I'm going to uh, rack this with a, a director whose, whose name was on everybody's lips just a few months ago, Zack Snyder. Um, not in terms of scale, okay, but in terms of the facile method of storytelling and stooping to cater to— you know, I don't think Zack Snyder understands this himself because I believe he's, he's among this this, this cohort— a sort of media literacy for as, as complicated as next, Zack Snyder's ability to make visual imagery on screen. And he does a lot of things really well. I don't think he understands what that says about the way he sees the world and the way he reads stories. I mean, I'm saying the way he he tells stories. And um, I think that his stuff is really blunt. Zack Snyder's stuff is not unlike the voiceover over what you're seeing in this movie. There's, there's sort of a facile mm. simplicity to it that's both redundant and uh, stooping, you know, uh, underestimating your audience's intelligence. And so, again, not in terms of scale. Zack Snyder is a completely ball game, but there's just a sort of thread that goes through the two of these things that I think they have in common.
0: Okay, fair enough. So, uh, Bill, uh, I take it you're not going to watch any more of the show, right? Yeah. I, done. I, I, no, two done.
1: and done. I got to move on with my life. No, I have a long life of, of, of swinging and pinball machines I got to get to. So I, I, don't have, I don't have time for this stuff right now.
0: What I find most amazing about the show, how it's such an accurate portrayal of our lives when we were in New York. Yes. You know, the two of us, when yes. we met in New York. Yes. We hit the town like that, you know, various various sexual adventures. A smoky eye on you, each of us. Right. Until you met Janice and settled down. You know, Janice, that investment banker. Yes, I went to Connecticut. Settled down with her. Moved to Amsterdam, and now you're missing—you're uh, missing your 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 former the, the record producer man that you had wild mind-blowing
1: intercourse with. You know, it's like you, it's like you read the text edit document I had open on my uh, desktop. Pretty much,
0: pretty much. Yeah. And you look just like uh, Sarah Shahi, and I look just like Margaret, whatever her name is, the woman who plays. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sasha.
1: I look like Sarah Shahi's breast pump, I think, more likely. <laughs>
0: I look like I look like Sarah Shahis uh let's leave that. Okay. If
1: you guys would like to find past episodes of this show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play and Stitcher, tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show, write to us, Noah and Bill don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. I'm on Twitter at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now Noah talks. Now Noah talks. The big
0: quiz thing, big The finest in corporate and private trivia events uh, anywhere and everywhere, virtually and yes, in person. It's happening. And uh, uh, when this episode drops, we'll be just a couple days away from uh, the rare public event, a virtual public event fundraiser for City Harvest, uh, one of New York City's premier food rescue uh, organizations. All proceeds go to City Harvest. I will be hosting this event. It will be all about food and drink. I believe this is the very first In our 20-year history, exclusively food and drink quiz show we have ever done. And, man, uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. Really excellent content we've come up with this. So check it out. It's happening Thursday, July 15th at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can do the math on other time zones. And go to BigQuizThing.com. Get tickets, uh, fun prizes at stake, uh, support a good cause, have a good time. Come say hello. BigQuizThing.com. Join us next week when, once again, we We don't don't get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.